morning, 99 Jams, Miami's number one for hip-hop and R&B. And yes, it is Sunday. Happy Sunday to all of you. Welcome to Community Matters. You know the show that breaks down and gives you all kinds of information, resources, and everything that you need. And if the, the information doesn't help you in any way, guess what you can do? Always pass it along to a family member, a loved one. And you can always visit 99jamsmiami.com to check out the interview if you missed a .org, a .com, a phone number, or whatever. We are here to serve you, the community. So this morning, we have an organization that has been doing their thing for 10 years. They are celebrating their double digits, their 10th birthday. (laughs) And we have the CEO and founder of Generational Cure, Mr. Charles Williams. Good morning, Charles. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Cindy. Thank you for having me. Of course. So explain to the listeners briefly, because we're going to break it down and dissect it a little bit further, but what exactly is Generational Cure, and how did you come about creating it, since you are the founder? Okay, so uh, Generational Cure, we are a culturally sensitive family systems organization. So we provide uh, group, family, and individual counseling sessions for at-risk youth, or just of any youth in our community. Uh, we we provide this counseling, which is tailored to the needs of the youth, uh, not necessarily a cookie cutter system, but mm-hmm. uh, the things that young people are dealing with as far as like social and emotional development. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the young ages between 10 and 18, they're more impressionable and uh, they need to understand how to deal with their community, mm-hmm. the adults around them, uh, how to respond to their you know peer pressure at school, things of that nature. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of young people today don't know how to have a conversation. Can't like, look at someone in the eye when they're right, speaking to them, exactly. look at the floor, right, look at their phone. Exactly. Right, 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 right. So uh, just like this past mentoring session, uh, we, we talked about just talking about shortcomings and self-accountability. Mm, two and very important things. Absolutely. absolutely. Ironically, because it was a family session, we had the families there. So moms had to sit in front of a mirror and actually talk about some of their shortcomings and their accountability. And some of it reflected when their children sat in front of the mirror and said the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it was a groundbreaking thing where we were able to resolve two things at once, kind Mm -hmm. of just, you know, killing two birds with one stone. Generational, like you said, it passes on from generation to generation. Absolutely. Some uh, some trauma is just inherited. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's from grandma, granddad, and uh, when it gets to our organization, we fix it. Mm. I, I love the fact, I, like, now that you break it down like that, just the name of the organization, too. Like, a lot of our baggage and a lot of the things that we carry around aren't passed on from generation mm-hmm. to generation. Mm-hmm. And and us as the younger per- person in this mm-hmm. whole lineage don't know what happened. Right. But we have to deal with the baggage and deal right. with the... The fact that no one found a cure to end mm-hmm. it, to talk about it, to know how to talk about it, mm-hmm. the elephant in the room to bring it up and talk about it. Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah. That, I love the name of your organization, Always Have. So how do you do things? You talked about the session. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, what is a session? Like, your members come, you guys right. talk, or how does—first of all, how do you get members and then go from there? So a lot of our uh, youth and families are from therapists that we have relationships with. Mm. So ironically, we built 
a lot of relationships with therapists over the years, and it would probably be from people that I've gone to school with. Uh, shout out to Flomo, Florida Memorial. <laughs> so um, a the lot only of only HBCU in South Florida. You Don't get it twisted. It. You better believe <laughs> it. So a lot of the therapists are people that I've gone to school with, or mm. just at networking events. You know, um, like minds. You know, we we talk about what we do, and the therapists say, "Hey, I would like to refer some families to you." Sometimes it is uh, just by word of mouth. So after you've finished, you know, you've completed everything with us, mm-hmm. you may tell someone that you know that has a child. And that's been pretty much our bread and butter over the years, just people giving word, word of, of mouth. mouth. Yeah. Because yeah. like probably when they meet up with you and your organization, they end up seeing little by little things resolved mm-hmm. and they leave feeling so much better. They're like, Absolutely. I got to share this good feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And well, one of the things that really works for us is that we're accessible all the time. Mm-hmm. So we tell the parents, you can call us up until 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. But the children, they can call us two in the morning, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. on a Tuesday or a Saturday. So if a young man or a young woman is having an issue, they can pick up the phone and call their mentor and say, hey, I'm dealing with this. Or let me just vent. She's tripping. Yeah. Or we'll get a parent that calls and they're just going off the rails about this is the problem. So if the kid is present, we'll get on the phone with the parent and the kid. Try to diffuse it and break it down to what triggered whatever's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we don't have to deal with it in the session in front of anybody. Mm. We can just deal with it, you know, in the privacy of this phone call. Cool. How did, Charles, like, how did you come up with... I want to make an uh, organization about generational cure, curing this generational baggage that we, like, everyone carries some type of something. It was a God-given assignment. Really? Seriously, a God-given assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from Liberty City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come from Liberty City during the era of uh, this, I believe, was the post-Coke epidemic. Mm. So a lot of our parents were on cocaine. Um, a lot of our parents were the drug dealers. Um, so a lot of my friends uh, raised themselves. Mm. You know, a lot of us were seven years old at home. You know, don't let anybody in the house. I got to go to work. You have to raise yourself for a little bit while I'm at work, things of that nature. Make so, a bologna sandwich for you and your brother. That's <laughs> that it. Thing. That's it. Yeah. Don't fry the bologna because I don't want you turning <laughs> on the burner. <laughs> don't even think about it. Right. So <laughs> we, we come from that generation mm. where... Um, when hood and Section 8 was initiated, the man wasn't in the house. Mm. You know, uh, And gov- they made sure of that. Absolutely. You know, governmental assistance kept men out of the house. So we mm. grew up in that generation where it all makes sense. Um, we need to find a way to remedy the things that our generation had to endure. Mm. So it did, just makes sense. How did you come to the realization that you were carrying generational baggage, like, passed on. <laughs> Why are you laughing at my questions? Um, that's a very loaded question. Ooh, that, that's like an hour episode? <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily an hour episode. So I'm an only child, so I think a lot. Mm. Um, and I've had what I call Dr. Field sessions with myself. Ooh. So I had to... Um, self-analyze, right? I had to self-analyze, and mm. then I've also analyzed my parents, Um, I met my grandfather, my dad's father. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that would be my paternal grandfather. Mm -hmm. I met my paternal grandfather in 2012 on Christmas for about 45 seconds. At this time, I believe I was 27 or 28 years old. Mm -hmm. So this is my first time meeting him. But when I met him, 
I began to understand my father. And I put the, I started connecting the dots because, of course, knowing my grandmother, my dad's mother, um, my entire life and seeing his father, I got it. I understood why he wasn't necessarily the most nurturing parent. And why not? Okay. So then on my mom's side, her dad, um, there, all of my grandfather's siblings uh, died from uh, either drug addiction or drug use, the the results of drug addiction, um, or AIDS, sharing needles, uh, yeah. diabetes, things of that nature. Yeah. So from that, you have engineers, educators, things of that nature, people that literally wanted to break that stigma, uh, myself, so on and so forth. And um, I just kind of started to connect the dots and understood, okay, all of us that are produced from these lineages came from severe brokenness. And we try to put, yeah, 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 yeah. We try to put the best foot forward. Mm -hmm. But when you really sit down and talk to someone and get to understand them and know them better beyond just the surface, there's a lot of brokenness there. So our young people, all of this is passed down to them. There was a reason why we said, you know, what state, what goes on in my house stays in my house. We wanted to keep secrets. Yeah. But if I talk to you, there's a lot of similarities that happened in your house that happened in my house growing mm-hmm. up. The same behaviors, things of that nature. But we have this trauma that we're just carrying that nobody's dealing with. This has to be dealt with so that our young people can be better going forward. And it's actually therapeutic for me to talk to young men that don't have their fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can give them the knowledge and the wisdom, you know, after me going to therapy and things of that nature and just giving them some understanding of, number one, you may not be old enough to know what happened between your parents, mm-hmm. but don't just judge the circumstance based off of what one person is telling you. Yeah, there's three sides to every there's story. three sides <laughs> to every story. So when you get older, you may develop some empathy. So let me mm-hmm. give you the tools now so that when you're older and when you've matured, you can put those tools to use. You don't have to walk around with anger because I've had to go to anger management. Hmm. Because of the absence of my father and things of that nature. So Learning how that, to diffuse situations absolutely. the wrong you know, way. Just um, conflict resolution. Yeah. You know, being able to talk. Um, I still, if I get to a certain point, I'm going to yell. Mm-hmm. So I'm still working on that. I'm not a finished product, but I yeah. still have to talk to these young men and help them, you know, help them understand um, things that they're going to have to use when they get out into the world. Yeah, real life. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Absolutely. So let's talk about generational cure. Like, how do you figure out what programs or how how do you get your members and how do you figure out what you want to do with the people that join Generational Cure's right. program? So we have a curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, our curriculum is based on the Burner theory. Um, so it deals with the um, the ecosystems. So the ecosystems that young people have are the schools that they attend, the adults that are around them, the communities that they live in, and the household that they live in. Mm -hmm. So these are the most influential uh, components of their lives. Pick any kid. These are the things that they're going to deal with on a day-to-day basis, right? Mm -hmm. They're inescapable. So we have to teach them how to deal with these things and how um, when we have the, the group sessions, parents are called in or whoever the parental structure is. Mm. It might be a grandparent. It might be an adopted parent. When we have these group sessions, 
we're there with several families. So family A may be able to relate to family D. What they're going through, yeah. Right. So not only am I there facilitating the group based on whatever the curriculum topic is that day. Mm -hmm. So we may be dealing with um, self-esteem that day, right? So you'll have a young person there in family A that has a little more self-esteem than the kid that's in family D. So now we're talking across the room, not out of order, but actually helping one another. Mm -hmm. So what it also helps is it's building the the ability to communicate. So when you came in, you didn't have anything in common with this kid. You didn't think you did. Yeah, but after but now, speaking, yeah. after a few weeks, we're family now, you know, where we're communicating. One of the things that the young men are required to do when they mm -hmm. come into a room, they're required to shake everyone's hand, look them in the eye, including the adults and the other young people. Mm. That has been proven to help my young men earn jobs. One of my young men went on a job interview yesterday. Um, I believe he got the job. Well, because let's pray on that. Right. They're, they're able to, you know, use these skills to go out into the real world. Um, and it's just not a cookie-cutter thing. Yeah. So in Everybody's, the application process, yeah. we find out what do you need most help with, mm -hmm. not what we're going to do for you. Yeah. So you what, ask each person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's cool. Where are your, like, the members of Generational Care from? Like, what areas do you service? Primarily, we service Miami Gardens and Liberty City, mm -hmm. but we don't limit that. We serve from Florida City all the way to Miramar. That is long. That yeah. is a huge area. Absolutely. We plan on expanding to uh, Palm Beach in the coming months. Okay. So, yeah, that's where we are right now. That's super cool. So now you've been having your black and white. This year it's a masquerade mm -hmm. gala. Mm -hmm. Gala. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, you're honoring extraordinary youth. Mm-hmm. And are these, the youth that you're honoring, are they members of your organization or are they just youth that you see in the community that are doing their thing or how do you pick those? So the young people that are honored at our Black and White Gala, uh, the extraordinary youth, um, this year they'll be getting the Jason Jenkins Award. But the reason that these young people are honored is um, I allow anyone from the community to nominate a kid. Mm -hmm. So whether it be for academics, community service, or just uh, improving overall. Mm. So this young person that improved overall may have been someone that used to get D's and F's. Yeah. Or there may have been someone that, you know, was a nuisance to the community or even to their family, but they've made, you know, just a, a small improvement. Mm -hmm. Little by little, that's all you can you ask You want to recognize that. Yeah. Even the kids that are getting the A's and B's. I have a friend who's doing 11 years in the feds right now. Mm. Um, he had a four-year a full four-year academic scholarship at Florida State. There was no one reinforcing, you know, how great he was doing. No one was giving him positive reinforcement, no matter how well he was doing academically. Mm. So this is why, no matter how many awards these kids have received in school, the community needs to embrace them. The community sure. has to say, we love you, we appreciate you, and we want to give you the accolades that you deserve. So this is what we're doing. Um... The young people are nominated through uh, just Facebook, you know, Instagram, People emails, electing them? Like people nominating yeah. for mm -hmm. them? Mm -hmm. 
nominating them? How cool. Teachers, parents, godparents, neighbors, whomever. They can send in a nomination and say, I want this kid to receive an award. Once we compare it he to deserves. the field, yeah, you know, we, we select the kid and they get to come out and a room full of people that they don't know now get to see how well you're doing and we're rooting for you going forward so you have so a new support cool. system. I love that. Yeah. I definitely love that. So let's talk about the award that you give for the adults. It's mm-hmm. called the Glow Award. Absolutely. What does that sig- signify and okay. how do you come about that and how do you get the nominees? So the Glow Award is named after my late great aunt, Gloria Ann Ford. Oh, rest in peace. Thank you. Um, she was someone who had multiple sclerosis. So mm. for those who don't know what multiple sclerosis is, um, she had no use of her, her limbs uh, from the waist down. But even not having use of her limbs, she was the backbone to her community. Uh, She lived in Bunch Park before it became uh, Miami Gardens. Mm. And um, she would be the person that if you needed someone to live, you could come stay there for a while, rent free. Um, If you had errands to run, she had a vehicle that had a a mechanical setup where she could drive. So she would take you to run your errands. Um, If you needed to borrow money, she would loan you money. Uh, if you needed someone to watch your children, she would watch your children. She was like Superwoman then. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But she was in a wheelchair and used a, a walker, right? And I'm sure she wasn't rich. No, she wasn't rich. She so. was on a fixed income. <laughs> but she just balanced her checkbook. Um, she ate right. She knew how to take care of herself. Of course, after a while, her health diminished and she passed. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen a human being that way. Um, so because of that, that, that spirit of altruism, that, that just making sure that others are are well. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that when we thought about people that helped Generational Cure, that supported our organization, we put a certain significance on that award that uh, embodied what you've done towards our organization, like yourself. Oh, I'm one of the honorees I just found out (laughs) this morning. Yay, happy Sunday. Yay to me. Right, right, Um, right. But that's super cool. Like, honestly, the things that I I have helped you with, I mean, that's— I didn't do it to get an award or nominated for anything. And no one does. That's why we do it. We do it. Um, I literally—it was uh, last year. um, I had maybe— a three-week argument with someone who was receiving an award mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't want to receive the award because they felt like they were not doing enough. And I was like, you're getting the award. Like, if I have to come to your house... You're like, took this award right yeah, now. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. going to receive it because <laughs> it's the little things. Small grassroots organizations. Sometimes we have problems with getting grants and fundings and yeah. things of that nature. So we'll have a fundraiser like Krispy Kreme or something. Mm-hmm. And they'll be the same people every year contributing towards a Krispy Kreme fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And they may not even eat the donuts. <laughs> they're just they're buying just, it. They're just helping out. So yeah. um, for those that haven't received their award yet, it's coming. It's coming. Um, but we we see everything. And we appreciate even the small things. That's super cool. Like, the, the I see here um, you're, you're honoring numerous people with a GLOW Award, mm-hmm. and they come from every walk of life. Walk it's of not life. just, like, the same occupation or no. the same whatever. It's no. just people who have 
made an impact Absolutely. on Generational Cure. Absolutely. And that's super cool. Absolutely. When you're thinking of your fundraisers, how do you come up with that? Or like a program? How do you come up with those? So I have a board around me. You, mm. you never want to be the smartest person in the room. That part. And for the first, because we're coming, we're now in our 10th year as an organization. For the first maybe uh, five years, I would say, um, I didn't know what was going on. We didn't mm. even have a board. Mm. So I... Uh, just making decisions based off of impulse, uh, based off of, you know, a meeting we had here and there, but not really knowing. So now that we have a board and we've had one now for about the last three or four years. Mm, total um, difference. Yeah, it's complete difference. So now we know to apply for this grant. Whether we get mm. it or not, we're applying for it. Um, we're bringing in people that have uh, some more influence mm. and they can help, you know, put a phone call in for us and make a suggestion. or Everything's not on your shoulders to make happen. Absolutely. That, that really helps when you're running a nonprofit and mm -hmm. you have your normal life as well outside Absolutely. of Generational Cure. Yeah. Um, you have children. Like, I have five children. And so how... Like, how are—because we're going to talk about the children really quick that you're honoring with the Jason Jenkins Award. Mm -hmm. How are your children—how do they react when they see you helping other children? Like, do they get it? <laughs> are they older now? Because I remember the last time they're—they're they're probably grown now. Right, right, right. Um, so my oldest is 21. Yeah. Uh, my oldest boy is 18. Mm -hmm. uh, my youngest boy is 10. And mm -hmm. my youngest girl is 7. My middle girl, she's 17. So— each one of the children, of course, they, they see what dad does. I get up mm -hmm. and I actually go to work. I have a nine to five, but mm -hmm. we've completely um, we've completely just included generational cure into our day to day um, where in the beginning I didn't understand balance. Mm -hmm. um, but thank God, you know, I have a wife that kept giving me advice, kept giving me wisdom mm -hmm. Um who was Councilman Harris Zinn, who's Mayor Harris of Miami Gardens, he was someone that would sit down with me and say, son, listen, you want to make sure that you balance this properly. Yeah. So my kids, they're, they're involved. Um, they've sat at the doors and taken tickets. Um, they've gone with us to pass out food to the homeless, gone with us on HBCU tours, things of that nature. So my entire so family's involved. involved. Yeah, my entire family. It's a family involved. affair. Absolutely. Super Absolutely. cool. Yeah. Talk about this Jason Jenkins Award. We mm -hmm. have about three more minutes left. It okay. went fast. What is the Jason Jenkins Award? So originally the award was called the Football Unites Award. Mm -hmm. uh, Cedric Dawkins came up with the name originally mm -hmm. uh, once we came into partnership with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but Jason Jenkins is someone who was my mentor, uh, mm. A great friend of mine um, who who wore many hats for the Miami Dolphins, and the community was extremely important to him. Uh, he invested a great deal into our organization. He made sure that we had the resources that we need. He was someone that I could call for advice. Uh, he was someone that he would make sure that the young people that we were uh, servicing would get everything that they needed uh, as long as it made sense. Mm. And in his honor, in his memory, I want to make sure that uh, the young people realize that this is someone that uh, had always kept their best interests at mind. And he, um, Jason, God rest his soul, was in charge of like the community. Yeah, it was community was, like, relations. Com it was for the uh, Dolphin organization. I believe it was community relations, public relations, and also 
uh, communications. And then he suddenly passed away last year. It was last year, yes. And I know it definitely um, had a major impact, not on you, just not on you yeah, personally. A lot, of, a lot of the community. Just, yeah, because yeah. he was so involved right. in the community. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So I love the fact that you're teaching the youth. Because, of course, if they win a Jason Jenkins award, I'm like, who's Jason Jenkins right. if yeah, they don't know? Yeah, there will be a tribute. There definitely will be a tribute <laughs> so that they can see who he was um, for those who may have not known. And how are you picking the youth that you're honoring? Because I see there's some beautiful young faces. Right. How do you How do you find the youth and pick them? So through the uh, nomination process, through emails, text messages, phone calls, I have a lot of friends who are teachers now. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, through this work, we have a, a great network of those that are uh, over nonprofit organizations, people that do community work. So even family members, you know, if I know you to be someone that has children in your family, I'll reach out personally. Um, You know, throughout the year, people are bragging about their children on Facebook. Oh, he did this. He did that. Mm. He did this. So when we get time for the nominations around that time, I'm reaching out. Hey, um, I saw what you said about so and so. Put in a nomination for him. I can't guarantee an award, but but we want to make sure that this kid is recognized for, you know, what he or she has done. And um, that's pretty much it. And these children are special. I mean, when you read the, you know, the things that they're saying about these children and the things that they're doing, oh, man, the the future looks good. The future definitely looks good. That is super awesome. Mm-hmm. And where can they find out more information on your gala? When, What day is it and all that good stuff? The uh, 7th Annual Black and White Gala uh, mm-hmm. Masquerade theme this year is uh, held August 12th. I will be in Miami Gardens. It's at the, uh, I believe that is called the Senior Center. Okay. Um, we're sponsored by Councilman, Har- Councilman Robert Stevens uh, this year, the second year in a row. Mm-hmm. And um, Rashad Thomas of AT&T will be our keynote speaker. The event is uh, more information on Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. You can find more information on our website, generationalcure.org, um, Facebook, Instagram, Generational Cure. Um, or you can just reach out to me personally. Uh, my number is on the flyer. So, yes. So, and, and do you have an Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, I, I have a, the Instagram is Generational Cure. The Facebook is Generational Cure. Yeah, so make sure you follow Generational Cure to get more information on their organization and all that. Check out their movements and check out generationalcure.org. We've been here speaking to Mr. Charles Williams, who's the CEO and founder of Generational Cure. Make sure you follow their movements, find out about their award gala. And I just want to thank you for everything that you've been doing the last 10 years. You're double digits now. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating generational cure, thank Mr. You. Williams. Charles, thank, thank you. you so much for everything that you're doing for giving back to the community. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Always. Your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters, 99 Jams.